Hello and welcome. <laughs> Why are you looking at the waveform? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're like waiting for a cue, but there's no cue. <laughs> oh, you don't see the director over there? Give me a moment's peace and take out that trash. We pay taxes for people to commentate the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Hello and welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Caleb, and me, Joe, go to the cinemas and see various movies of varying qualities to decide whether or not they are hot trash. Joe, what did we see this week? We went to see Gemini Man, a.k.a. from the advertising. What if we put Will Smith twice into a movie? Yeah, Will Smith once is pretty good, so what if it's... But what if half the budget was paying him again? Yeah, what if it was twice the Will Smith... <laughs> The other half is to make it possible to have two Will Smiths in here. That's where the entire budget of the movie went. Uh, this is, of course, by the director Ang Lee of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Brokeback Mountain, Life of Pi, a lot of stuff. Hulk. Yes, a Hulk. <laughs> He's a director who does a lot of stuff with technology and trying to push the bounds of technology. So in this one, he has digitally recreated a young Will Smith to Will hang Will Smith, out. for those who don't know, the up-and-coming actor who is in 2016 Suicide Squad. Yes, he started on YouTube and then moved over there. <laughs> We're hoping he has crossover success. <laughs> that little movie, um, what was it called? It was set in Agrabah. Aladdin? He was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, was, he was the standout star of that movie. After Alan Tudyk. <laughs> as uh, the parrot. But this movie is that Will Smith plays a hitman. Not quite as fun as Deadshot, but, you know. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> a more a more sadly realistic hitman. People man. who thought he wasn't trying in Suicide Squad? Oh, man. Uh, I got news for you. Oh, see, I think he is trying here, but oh. he's just not necessarily good enough for the role. That's Where mean. do we want to start? That's mean. I like him. Anyway, he's playing a hitman, and then it turns out that there's another hitman, but it's him, but it's younger, because he was cloned by Clive Owen. Who I feel would have been better played by Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, it's solely for the meta aspect of it, yes. I, I didn't think of that till afterwards, because I've never seen Men in Black. See, I thought that's where you were going. No, no, no. no. He just looked like Tommy Lee Jones, but younger. No, Tommy Lee Jones is too busy being a neglectful father in Ad Astra. <laughs> you can get into the meat of the of the cloning thing, of the de-aging. That's like that's the draw. But the movie doesn't get into the meat of that for a good, good while. Yeah, there was a lot more Old Smith than I thought there would be. I tend to avoid promotional materials more than Joe does, which is also why Joe picks most of the movies we see on this. Um, I would have never picked this movie to see because, in general, I give Angley a chance on things. But Joe saw it and, you know, probably <laughs> more properly than I would have assessed it. Um, <laughs> but so I did not know. I, I've just figured, for whatever dumb reason, that young Will Smith would have a lot more to do, even though... Oh, no, 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 no. So the promotional material, he is in half of it. Ten, like, 20 seconds into, you know, the minute and a half or whatever trailer, he will show up, and it's, like, split evenly between the two. More so him, for the most part. Because yeah. there's more, like, drama that they were able to advertise with him. So... About 25 minutes into the movie, that's a generous number. I feel like it was 45, It honestly. might have been. It was a while. We finally get young Will Smith in an action scene. And so old Will Smith, they have tried to kill him using normal people, and so he is not good enough. Run. Yeah, he's too good. And I do buy that. He, I do buy that he is good at his job in this. Uh, so he has gone on the run. 
uh, teamed up with an old friend played by Bandit Wong and with a younger agent who's played by Mary. That's been a Dick Wong. I kept trying to figure out who that was. I was like, I know him and I like him, but who is he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's fun in this. Yeah. Um, and then we finally get young Will Smith. And I will say this. I think in general, he looks pretty good with the exception of the last scene. Cool. <laughs> um, I, I think it wasn't Will Smith in that last scene. Jumping the gun a little bit to that. But I don't think he was being portrayed by Will Smith in that scene as like a body. Maybe not. The body language was so off and he looked like he'd been stung by a million bees. But the weird thing about this, the weirdest thing, even when it's like you find the best scene where he looks the most like Will Smith, he is still talking with old Will Smith's voice and is super distracting. I think it changes after the very first scene that he's in. The first scene where he is where he's unmasked. I feel like they pitch shifted up a little bit. I noticed something. It was like an it too, where all the kids I could tell like yeah. the, I could like very clearly hear the ADR. This wasn't so much ADR, it's just like they just like were like up a little bit. Well, and you know a lot more about audio than I do, so I will defer to you and trust that they did do that. But but, but it faded later on. Yeah, like, at least towards in, the end, like it, he was just yeah, th- voices were just coming out of every which way. Eventually, it was old Will Smith voice in young Will Smith body, and nothing make made that conceit fall apart quicker than hearing that. Yeah, uh, I need to hear the Fresh Prince. I do not need to hear if you even just like talk different. I mean, don't don't throw in hit phrases that that didn't work out for the other hit phrases they used in this movie but at least have him speak a little differently they talk the same way except will smith says or fresh prince says ma'am i think he has one line in their first confrontation where he says something and it's like oh it sounds like he's doing something different and then that quickly disappeared (laughs) i guess let's just get to that do you think will smith is good in this no 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 my review for it on letterboxd uh was Will Smith talks in a very boyd, mild, boyd, bored, mild-mannered voice. Unless he screams sometimes, which he does, times two. Um, he never goes above. He is always just middle of the road. There's an agent following me. I need to get you out of here, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Also, I, I, I'm allergic to bees. And then Clive Owens is following me, and then that's it. I that, those are his two voices in this movie. I don't know. I He's never exasperated or anything. He's just middle of the road. I'm taking this ca- as calmly as possible. So... I like Will Smith, but I like Will Smith when he plays Will Smith, right? You know, when he does more dramatic stuff, sometimes it can work out, sometimes not as much. Here, I'd say this leans more into the dramatic role, but I think he does For whatever reason, this is the campiest premise. It is. They play it so straight. It is, but I feel like they're getting into character motivation stuff. They earn playing it straight, even with the don't think. I don't think they're like... I don't think none of the dialogue's bad or anything, aside from a few standout moments. Yeah, but it's played just like this, like, it's it's the Bourne legacy, but it's Will Smith this time. It's just the most, not generic, that's not the right word, but like, cookie cutter action flick. There's so many things about it that are just, this could be any other movie from like 2005. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. It could be any other movie from like a decade ago. Yeah. Two, even two decades. Yeah, and that's fascinating. So this, you were telling me this script was written in, in the nineties. Seven, I think, was what I read. That could be that could be wrong. Let me let me fact check that real quick. So it was originally conceived in nineteen ninety seven. So at least like a treatment or something yeah. was written. I think we can both safely say 
we felt like we were being transported back in time while watching this movie. It's from so, the script to how it's shot to the production to, to how it's shot to how it just jumps from location to location with no explanation. People I, are fast traveling everywhere. It, it it just doesn't matter. I mean, it's cool. I like all the locations. Like it's really well shot. But it's just I don't know where they went. Uh, Puerto Rico? Did they go there at some point? They kept going south, right? Well, they went to. They were in Georgia. Yeah, then they went but to it South like America. North Carolina. Yeah, they went to South America to pick up uh, Bandit Wong. Then they went to Budapest. Then yeah. they went to Virginia, I guess. It jumps around a lot. Time time is not a concept in this universe. I wouldn't go that far. Like, I don't think the time was ever messed up. We know how they're getting around. They're getting around because Bandit Wong is flying them. I'm talking about and, other people. Well, oh. Young Will Smith appears places. Well, yeah, that's because he they has know, the backing they know where of he, yeah, the I, FBI. I don't know. That's very that's very old school to me, the location hopping. Not many movies do that now without some explanation. I think the thing that stuck out to me as very old school was the um, we've got a guy situation. Yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. And Ben, like, okay, so he's got a guy on the boat. The boat's going to tell him, you know, this key piece of information. We got a guy. The guy's Bendik Wong. He's going to fly us around. It's like that. It's very much a I got a guy kind mm-hmm. of thing, which is kind of I know fun. a guy with our with our tattoos that I thought was going to become a thing, but I, I that must be on the cutting room floor somewhere. <laughs> I feel like there was several things oh, on the cutting yeah. room floor. I feel like the big reveal. Oh. There was no reveal. They just, they just presented you with it. Yeah. It's kind of like refreshing, but that was the entire point of the movie. Well, that's... That is true. Like, so we obviously that's the premise of the movie. So we know well, going okay. in. Big reveal, big reveal to the audience. By the time the reveal comes between the two characters, there's been like another hour of screen time in between him, for, like with young Will Smith first appearing. Yeah. But let's go back to that first fight between them. Really good. Yeah. Best scene in the movie. When this goes full anime, it's great. <laughs> when Will Smith is fighting with a motorcycle. <laughs> wonderful. When, he, when it begins with him shooting a live grenade. Will Smith throws a grenade at a mirror. Symbolism. Throws a grenade at a mirror. It bounces off. Young Will Smith shoots it back. It bounces off the mirror at old Will Smith. Yeah, there are some moments in here that are super fun. Like They're in, dancing with motorcycles, essentially. There's very elastic motion in this with some of the models, which seems kind of like... You can tell that it's not there, but I don't care because it's just a lot of fun to mm-hmm. watch. So there are some really good moments. But in that scene... I was so confused as to whether the characters had picked up or not that this was a young Will Smith. I thought young Will Smith knew. Yeah, how could he not know? How could he not? Because they do not look that different. <laughs> no. <laughs> they have a different haircut but both and one slightly were... older. No, they're just like, oh, I didn't get a good look at him. <laughs> well, and then, the entire time. And then the, it's like, why did you stop? You you were going to kill him and then you stopped. Is that because... Why did you stop using your gun? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Is that because you know that's a younger version of you? And it's like... Why'd Young Will Smith stop? Well, and he has that line where it's like, you looked old, so you know that's Yeah, no, him, he's like, I've seen older. pictures of you. Yeah, and you're just, you're just like, you don't care, and you're like making fun of him. Like, which is it? I feel like the script is not sure. No, I feel like there this went through, like, maybe not multiple reshoots, but there were multiple scenes shot for, like what they wanted to do with it. And this one wasn't one of the multiples. Yeah. That first scene's really cool though. Should we get to the screen X? The thing that, the thing that I think elevated my viewing experience of the movie and, uh, de-elevated yours. Yeah. I feel feel like this review and 
Usually we record these when we're coming out of the theater, but this time uh, we had to record a couple days after. So I feel like this has just been like a few elephants in the room that we have to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like we have to get out of the way of the technology, then we have to get out of the way whether Will Smith is good or not. I don't think this uh, this isn't any fault on like us at that point though. I that's the that's because yeah. that is what this movie was sold on. Yeah, but this is the biggest elephant in the room and it has nothing to do with the movie and it's the reason I'm so torn on this movie. <laughs> we saw this in Beagle Cinema's Screen X. Which I didn't know this was a thing. No. I did not know this was something that... I don't know if it's like new-ish. I'm assuming so. There's no way this has been like happening for a couple of years and I haven't heard of this. Well, I was telling a friend about this and they were like, if this is as bad as you say, how is it a thing? And I really think it's because people are we're in our situation. We go to the theater. The only showtime we can watch is in this format. We don't know what it is. And so we just buy the ticket. Yeah. Right? And... And I thought just it was just gonna be like a like a mini IMAX thing mm-hmm. where like the sound system's better. And they're <laughs> shown in sixty we FPS. Walked in and I was like, did they just redo this one? The walls are different. Yeah, the walls are really sparse and stuff. And I noticed there. Are I like, saw the projectors. Yeah, too. the projectors. But we're like, what are they doing? And then the Maleficent trailer came on. <laughs> And so did the side projectors. <laughs> and the room, the entire room just lit up and our eyes just gaped open. We just looked at each other like, oh no. <laughs> so what Screen X is, is it's a normal theater. It is a normal small theater. Mm-hmm. But they project in certain scenes onto the sides of the walls. They will take Extended like... Extended views. You know the panorama app on your camera? It's that. But it's a normal theater. So the side... So like... The, the shape of the theater is a box. And <laughs> you're so looking you have, left and right. Yeah, yeah, your peripheral vision is constantly messed up. It's, it's very disorienting. More so, the projectors, one was glitching out. The one closest to us was just glitching out. And then there was another one on the other side that was out of sync, <laughs> which doesn't help because these are already out of sync projections. Because like... They don't, half the time they don't relate. They're just like taking the color scheme and like stretching it out. Yeah. Well, it was very, it was confusing because the first scene is a Screen X thing. So that confused me even more. I was like, oh no, is the entire movie going to be zoomed in or something? Because it looks like it's zoomed in. But I can only assume they just, the way they shot it, they had these extra, like they had this extra view. And so they just plopped it right in. Or they took like weird parts of the frame and they cropped it to stretch it out i guess or... so it's only in that first scene where i felt like it was zoomed in because you're just so close to will smith's face that it it seems not like a natural shot that you'd make well that and that's the other problem with this format is angley already likes very intimate framing so we have a <laughs> lot of close-ups that are very tight yeah and so like when you're when you're stretching out the frame that just makes it so much worse but legitimately, every single action scene, with the exception of the motorcycle scene, I could not tell what was going on. The, mo- the motorcycle scene worked because there was motion to it. And there was one of, like forward motion. You were able to get a sense of like speed and depth. The, that's the scene with like the longest takes mm-hmm. and like the widest shots. Most of the other hand to hand stuff is a lot closer and it's in darker environments yeah. and stuff. But my word, I felt like an idiot. Like I was like, <laughs> sometimes it would cut and I'd be like, was that just a cut or was like, did the screen mess up or was my peripheral vision being drawn over there? What's going on? I could Who are tell those if he was getting artsy with it. 
like if he was you know how on some some things they'll do the the comic book panels to show like different point of views i thought they did that at one point i swear young bull smith was on each screen at one point but he it was, was a different thing going on he was but i don't think that i couldn't was, tell if i was going crazy though i don't think ingley had anything to do with this you know this is not a format that i've heard of before so i don't think that you know the young bucks in hollywood are filming this i think that it's just some editor at regal is sorry beagle is uh taking these movies knock them out boys is taking out these movies and seeing what he can do to make it fit with this terrible format i wouldn't call it terrible ah <laughs> i think we were only taken so back because we didn't know it existed and it was extremely unexpected also this was being shot in 60 fps so we already had another no, little shot hurdle. in 120 yeah but a screen screen in 60, in 60 yeah so we already had another hurdle to jump over <laughs> it was already like looking like a soap opera which maybe it was because of the screen x but eventually i'm like 60 fps it's fine i like it the only other movie i've seen in 60 is the hobbit that was I'm in 60 sorry. was that was in 30 that was, that was up in, from 20 that was in 30 okay i think i think this looked a little better than that because there's a lot more actual things in the shot they're not having to smooth over their cgi well, to make it look less like a video game yeah and you don't there have, are moments that it looks like a video game though well yeah will smith fights with the motorcycle yeah, <laughs> yeah. even in the best of movies that would look like a video game i'm saying in terms of literally how it looks like it feels like this isn't a thing that should catch on i'm gonna go out there and say it right now Ooh, i don't know because there were some parts where like the image was super crisp. I do think there's a lot you can do with the 60 FPS. I think Angley's problem is that he should not try 60 FPS in the same movie where he's completely recreating a digital body of someone. Yeah. I feel like there are some competing technologies, which is just exaggerated by the fact that we were also in a screen X, <laughs> which once again, do not go to this. <laughs> let us let us join together and make this Rise a up. dead format. I I gimmicks usually don't bother me. 3D, I won't go to 3D movies, but I don't care. I don't care that that's this a thing. This didn't hurt my head, at least. At the very least. I was just a little disoriented. This is true. I didn't get a migraine like I sometimes do in 3D. But yeah. you know what I did get in this movie? Annoyed. Frustrated <laughs> so deeply. I have to go see this movie again because I, I do not know... I, I don't feel like I've seen this movie. <laughs> I have seen this through a fun house mirror. <laughs> wow, we've time. gotten off topic from like the movie. This is all about like our experience watching it now. Well, I feel like that's almost where the more interesting stuff is because like we can talk about the tech with Will Smith. We can mm -hmm. talk about our viewing experience of it. We can talk about how it feels time displaced. But I don't really think we can get too much out of talking about young Will Smith feels torn because Clive Owen was both a good father and a manipulative person. And old Will Smith, you know, he sees young Will Smith as the version of him that can make it out and blah, blah, blah. That he could be. He could have been. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff's in there. I think all that stuff is good. There's a third Will Smith, which I was hoping for going into it. Yeah, I feel like if you don't put a third Will Smith in here, you have wasted a great <laughs> amount of potential. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's good. Oh, yeah, I'd say most like, of the acting is good yeah. all around. I just um, think it's a very, it's an out-of-time movie. That's the perfect like description. It's an out-of-time movie that's trying way too hard with like future tech. But, Joe, is it hot trash? 
I, I want to say so, for me at least. You enjoyed it enough for it to be hot trash. I don't know if that's just because of Screen X, though. Every time those screens popped up, my eyes lit up like a little kid in a candy shop. I was like, oh, we're back at the fun. <laughs> By the third time the Screen X had shown up, and there hadn't even really been action at that point. They were just like, they'd used it for like just to show like the expansiveness of the ocean. <laughs> but, and then the fact that they go with the third Will Smith at the very end, I'm like, yes, it went through. <laughs> I am the exact opposite where because of Screen X, you call this hot trash. Because I saw it in Screen X, I cannot make that judgment. <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. I will tune back in, I listeners. I certainly believe there's a reason why it only made $20 million opening weekend on a net $185 million budget. No, I don't think Ang Lee's movies make money. I don't think they're supposed to make money. I think people give Ang Lee money to make movies because Ang Lee can always make interesting movies. And like he is going to do something with technology that other people will do down the line better. Or at least more profitable. Mm -hmm. He puts a lot of like philosophical quandaries in his movie that are interesting. And I like the old school feel of it, things. So... I definitely enjoyed parts of this movie, but it was so tainted by this experience of seeing in Screen X that I really don't think I can make a call. Tune back in next week, guys. I'm going to go see this again in standard. Are we going to make another like mini episode off of this no, or I'm just, just like attach to this? I'm just going to, you know, open up at either the beginning of the end or the next episode, whatever it is, countdown or whatever we choose to see. I'm just going to say, Here's follow-up from last week. <laughs> it was or was not hot trash. I saw it in a good format that does not ruin the movie or For save you. the movie yeah. if you're if you're Joe. 